everyone, Radical Dreamer here, and welcome to a special episode of the Postal Code Unknown podcast for Monday, July 31st of 2017. If you're not watching this and you're listening, I am wearing a Gryffindor house robe uh, in honor of Harry Potter's birthday today, and I wanted to share a few of the Harry Potter-based uh, travel experiences that I've had uh, near London uh, that I've really enjoyed uh, and would recommend looking into if you're in the area as well. Now again, these aren't very specific sites where filming had taken place uh, outside of, um, you know, very specific instances. Uh, more in-depth uh, information uh, is available, and I'll see if I can link to that in the show notes as well. Uh, but I did want to talk about two experiences that I had, uh, one with the studio tour and one viewing the play, the sort of uh, quote-unquote, eighth story in the Harry Potter uh, world. So uh, first off, uh, I wanted to share sort of like what it's like to get to the Harry Potter uh, studio tour um, uh, it, near London. It's not in London, it's a little bit outside, uh, and I've actually gone to it two different ways. One, using sort of like you can get a, uh, a tour uh, near Victoria Station in uh, sort of very central London, uh, that gives you sort of access, uh, a ride on a coach out to the tour and then back directly after that. Um, one of the things that a friend had advised me when I originally went to go do the tour was to book early. And you can do so through their website. The reason being is, is it's very unlikely to find tickets available on the day of. Uh, with that said, uh, I found it a lot easier just to take the train because um, there is a bus that you can take from a nearby train station that gets it a little easier to get in and out of the city, and you also have more time to spend uh, sort of looking around the studio tour instead of having a very specific um, time slot. Now, again, it only really takes a few hours to go through, but one of the nicest parts about it is being able to experience these sets uh, that they've built for the films in a very uh, up-close-and-personal way. There's a lot of unique stories that they've got, and uh, seeing, I think, really one of the highlights near the end is seeing the sort of miniature Hogwarts castle. And by miniature, I don't mean sort of like it fits on a table. I mean, like, this thing takes up a massive, gigantic room. But it's a miniature-sized version of the castle itself that they use for filming and that they had added to over the years as that it had changed. And it sort of changes from day to night and from night to day, um, periodically as the room goes through. And you can see... Uh, just the amount of incredible amount of detail that they put into this model uh, for filming and and just someone who appreciates and understands and values the amount of work that goes into stuff like this uh, you know some a fan of film in general um, it's really sort of ex incredible to sort of see how each of these disparate individual parts come together in a film and not to mention you can get Butterbeer there when you're there, which is pretty spectacular. It's very sweet, uh, but it's a fun little treat to have as well, and in one of the few places in the world that you can actually get it. So um, other highlights include a area uh, where you can see number four, Privet Drive. You can walk through Dumbledore's office. Uh, you can see the uh, Gryffindor uh, dorm rooms, um, uh, sort of like the, the, the room which the... Uh, kids had sort of stayed in uh, when they were in Grif Gryffindor House. Um, there is uh, sort of creature models, uh, a buckbeak that actually animates, and you can see 
uh, the spectacular range of motion that they've got going there. Um, let's see what else. What else was really cool? Um, there's a. Uh, I'll include a short video at the end of this. Uh, there's a point where you can take a ride on a broomstick and sort of see how that animates. And you know, if you want to, you don't have to, but you can get a video of that taken as well. Um, sort of like uh, working with with green screen and, and understanding the concepts there that are really kind of cool. Um, and it's it's just there, there there's more to see, and I don't want to spoil all of it, but I do want to say that if you are a Harry Potter fan, that's one of the best places to go uh, to sort of see, um, you know, how this stuff was put together and and sort of like see it in a tangible way, just rather than just being on screen. So that that was really cool and really special, and something that I recommend highly. Uh, for anyone that's a fan, uh, to visit if you're in uh, London at all. So, uh, se second being is also sort of, uh, now the play Harry Potter uh, and the Cursed Child. Now, this is the last pin that I'll be sharing with you this summer. Uh, but I just wanted to sort of give you an idea of, uh, you know, some, 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 some strategies to sort of potentially get tickets if you're on short notice. Now, again, um, if at all possible, I strongly recommend getting tickets early because they were really difficult. And the way that I ended up getting them in the end uh, is not the way that I'd recommend doing it because it ends up being more expensive and uh, probably a much less ideal uh, um, way of viewing, probably one of the most incredible pieces of theater that I've seen. And again, I'm, I'm a huge fan of big productions. And I think that what's special about this, and again, it's a two-piece uh, play, sort of, uh, which you view in two parts, a part one and part two, and it can either be on the same day or an alternating uh, sort of uh, nights where they put both together. And the reason why they put both together is they're both integrated. And for roughly about six hours of theater, um, you would expect it to be a, a long and grueling experience, but I was engaged the entire time. So it's, 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 it's magical. It's incredible. It sort of ties the, the stories together and really continues the way that things have worked in a very um, appropriate way to the source material. And uh, it has a really good story of its own. And the effects, the practical effects that the sort of play exhibits are fantastic. So with that said, I do want to say that if you're looking at the website, and it looks like uh, they're going to be opening in New York in the spring of 2018. So that's worth looking for as well. But there is a uh, a set of tickets that you can find at harrypottertheplay.com uh, that uh, is called the Friday 40. Now, I tried every week for about a month and a half trying to get tickets for these uh, when I was visiting the UK and didn't get it any of those times. But with that said, it's definitely worth a try to get into it because it's a much more affordable way to see the show. Uh, than it would otherwise be. Because uh, it seems like they, they, they've got fairly good tickets, they sell for a reasonable price, um, that it's a much better way to see it. So if you live in the UK, if you live in London, if you live nearby, and you're looking for a way to see the show, this is a good way to sort of take advantage of the fact that uh, there are more opportunities to see that. Uh, but I still would recommend highly trying to book as far in advance as you can because the ticket prices are more reasonable that way and they don't uh, inflate as a uh, result of being uh, very close to the date that you're purchasing. What I ended up doing, because I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to come back to the UK at that point in time, um, as I had other travel plans and places to go, um, 
and sort of like a yeah it, basically at the at the time I wasn't sure I was coming back and um I waited outside and it said silly um waited outside from about four o'clock in the morning uh in front of the theater waiting for return tickets and that's not what I would recommend doing at all especially in winter not a good idea but I do strongly suggest that if you've got the time to plan ahead and you are visiting and you are a fan of Harry Potter, you should not miss the play. It's incredible. Um, so again, uh, I hope you enjoyed this sort of silly Harry Potter themed episode for his birthday. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. Um, again, uh, thank you everyone for uh, your well wishes while I've been away. And I look forward to continuing with new episodes soon. Thank you. Thanks for watching. I hope you enjoyed today's video. If you'd like to see more of what I've been doing outside of these videos, you can see more at theradicaldreamer.com where I've got articles and photographs uh, with travel advice and stories uh, that aren't just in a video format. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at OneRadicalDreamer or on Instagram at AradicalDreamer if that's uh, something that you're more interested in. Uh, if you're interested in supporting me, I do have a Patreon page up as well, uh, which you can find at patreon.com slash theradicaldreamer. Uh, and that's a way for as little as $1 a month, you can help support me uh, get uh, better equipment and do more videos of this type and make a whole bunch more cool stuff to share with you in the future. Uh, and last but not least, uh, if you like what you've been seeing on YouTube, please like, subscribe, and uh, send a couple comments. I'd be happy to answer more questions in future episodes of the podcast. Uh, hope you have a wonderful day. Thank you. Take care.